Welcome to the Milestone Church Podcast. Whether you are at home, on the road, or at work, we hope you find this message encouraging and helpful for your life. You can watch other messages just like this one on our website at milestonechurch.com slash messages. All right, church, happy new year. Look at you showing up strong on the first. I told the first service, uh, I didn't know if it was just going to be me and the worship man, but they showed up strong and you're strong. So give yourself a hand for being here this morning, the house of God. On the very first day of the year, I want to take a moment to look in the camera. I want to welcome our Haslett and our McKinney campus, as well as many of you who are watching right now, live online. Happy New Year to everyone. It's hard to believe, you know, because the days are long, but the years are so short, are they not? You know, I don't know how you spent your, your coming into the new year, but uh, I was in bed before midnight, didn't fall asleep till about two o'clock because it sounded like World War III was going on, but finally the neighbors put the bombs to bed and uh, I was able to go to sleep, but I was feeling pretty strong uh, last night about myself because I wanted to go into the new year with a little workout, a little worshiping Jesus kind of thing, and, and I was doing that and it was great, and then feeling powerful, you know, and I walked into the house and made me a Mediterranean bowl, it was just a bunch of good stuff and healthy stuff, and I should have stopped right there, but I opened the freezer, and it's never a good sign, because it's not just whatever temptation comes your way that you got to watch out for, it's the one who's crafted just for you, sitting right there in the freezer was my nemesis, a weakness, the devil's a liar in Jesus' name, it was a tub of cookie butter ice cream from Trader Joe's, and I had to partake in it, a big old bowl, and I said, why am I doing this? Hopefully that's not a, uh, a sign of things to come this year. I, was, I thought to myself, I don't know whether to blame the devil or my wife for bringing that home, but it was good anyway. Um, we're coming out of a season of, of feasting, right? So we're going into a season of fasting, which is biblical. So in the scriptures, there's many moments where God commands them to feast. And for us, we, we stop right there. We don't like the fasting part. We, we love the feasting part, but there's a time to feast and there's a time to fast. And that's the season that we're going in, kicking off next weekend. Pastor Jeff will kick off prepare and then Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, we're going to have some amazing services and you know, I think that there's no better way to kick off our year than to invest time with each other and, and ourselves, investing in our spiritual life by seeking God through three days of prayer and fasting. I'm looking around. Some of you could use a little bit of fasting like myself. I'm, I'm trying to slim up a little bit anyway, but um, I, I love this time of year because two things really happen uh, in my life this time of year, probably like yourself, I, I evaluate is the first thing. I, I like to evaluate 2022 or the, the previous year, and I'm like, you know, what are the things in my life that are not pleasing to God? What are the things in my life that I need to change? Where do I need to grow? Where do I need to make some adjustments in my life? What is, what is God speaking to me about? What are the things that maybe... He's been talking to me about, but I really haven't taken that step or been obedient. So I think it's important to evaluate, but also it's equally important to invest. It's important to invest spiritually in your life all the time, but especially at the beginning of a new year. Invest in yourself 
and your health and in your finances and your relationships. So we evaluate and then we invest. And, and I think it's important, you know, uh, I don't want to, and this has happened to me in the past where I went into a new year like we're in, but I didn't really have a plan. I just kind of thought, you know, I'm just going to just kind of kind of wing it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't know about you, but if I go on trips, I really like to research and I try to find the best place to stay and the best restaurants and the best sites to see. And, you know, you want to make sure you have all the plans kind of laid out. And because in my mind, you know, if you have a plan, then you could be spontaneous and you can make adjustments. And if it doesn't work, just go back to the plan. You know, some of you, you just spontaneous. That didn't really work for me. I want, I want to have a plan. But I've noticed sometimes in my life that I get to a season of, of prayer and fasting and I evaluate and then I invest and, and I'm like, okay, I want this to change only to get back to the same place or same time next year and I'm still evaluating the same things. There's still the same things in my life that I haven't overcome or I haven't really changed. And one of the reasons that that happens is because we don't have a plan. And so what's the old saying? If, if you fail to plan, you what? You plan to fail. And so when it comes spiritually, I, I think it's important that we have a plan. And, and I'm going to talk about that in a moment. But James 4.8 says this. It says, draw near to God and God will draw near to you. And so that's a promise in the word. It is as we seek God first in this new year, as we draw close to him, he's going to draw close to year. And Pastor Jeff just said it in the video, we can have a great year if you have a great year with God. We stand on the shores of a brand new year and we look out into the horizon of 2023 and we don't see all the things that are coming. We don't know all the things that are coming our way, what life is going to bring our way. I hope that there are a lot of great moments in this year for you. I hope there's a lot of exciting things, memorable moments, and I believe that those are going to come. But also what may come as well is some challenging moments. There could even be some moments of heartache. See, I believe that by fasting today, by fasting and praying at the first of the year, you're preparing yourself for whatever life brings down the road. You know, I, I, last year I, I did just like many of you. I fasted, I prayed, I evaluated, I invested, I, I drew near to God and God drew near to me. But I had no idea what was coming down the road. I had no idea that in last year I would experience some of the greatest moments in my life spiritually with Jesus, but I would also experience one of the hardest seasons I've ever had probably in the last 10 years. And I'm gonna tell you at the end of this message kind of what that was, and, but I believe prayer and fasting helped me to get through that season. But you gotta have a plan if you wanna grow. You know, starting next weekend, like I said, we're going into a season of fasting. And I wanna encourage you to really engage, especially if you've never done it before. If you've never fasted, if you've never prayed, if you've never really sought God, I wanna encourage you to do that because I believe that what you're doing in that moment is you're drawing close to God, you're investing in yourself spiritually, but you're also preparing something for yourself that you don't know what's coming down the road. 
and it's gonna help you walk through whatever it is you're walking through. So you can join us every night, 6 p.m. as our, as our prayer time, and we'll be in this room and at McKinney and Hassett. They'll be at your locations, and you can have the prayer time. But if, if you can't make it because of work and it's late, then you can join us online. This, this has really been probably the, the key ingredient for what's made Milestone Milestone for the past 20 years, is that from the very beginning, we've always entered in the new year with seasons of prayer and fasting because we believe that when a church comes together and we do this, that God will show up in powerful ways. If you have your Bible, uh, open it up with me to Matthew chapter six, and we're gonna read just eight verses, and we're gonna start in verse one, we're gonna go through verse six, and I'll jump down to verse 16 and read through 18. And this is probably the most famous sermon that Jesus has ever preached. It's the Sermon on, on the Mount. And what I love about this sermon is he's really speaking to people practically about where they're at. And, and, and in this section of his sermon, he's really speaking to anxiety and worry and fear about our everyday needs. He's talking to them about money. He's talking to them about food and provision. He's talking to them about clothing. He's talking to them as a people, a part of the kingdom. This is how a righteous person lives in the kingdom of God. He says, these are the things, if you're a Christian, if you're a believer, if you're saved, this is things that you should do. And we're gonna focus and hone in on three specific things that he talks about in this passage. And so let's read it together. Matthew chapter six, starting in verse one. Jesus says this. He says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. I tell you that they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what you have done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you that they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, and I have this on my prayer wall in my garage, when you pray, go into your inner room or your, your place where you seek God, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret, he will reward you. Jumping down to verse 16. And when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret, he will reward you. So Jesus is making a contrast of what religious people in that day were doing to draw attention to themselves and how we should properly engage in these three when you statements that Jesus is speaking of. Now, they're not commands. They are implied or assumed that these are things that you do if you're a believer. It says when you give, when you pray, and when you fast. 
What Jesus is saying, if you're part of the kingdom of God, these things are a part of your life. You give, you pray, and you fast. And I love the geniusness of Jesus because here's what these three spiritual disciplines do, okay? When I give and when I fast, it breaks the hold of this world off of my life. And when I pray, it connects me to the next world. It connects me to God. Jesus knows that we are so easily led by our flesh. We're so easily led by what we see and the worries and cares of the world. And he says, listen, you're more than that. You're better than that. I created you not to live that way. So these disciplines will break the hold of that off your life. And when you pray, it will connect you to the next world. There's power in that. So it's assumed Don't do it. So he says, like, put oil on your head, wash your face when you fast. What is he talking about? He's like, look, over the next, you know, next week and the next three days when we're going to do that, he's like, don't walk around announcing that I'm fasting. Don't walk. He says, listen, get up like you do every single day, brush your grill, put some deodorant on and go to work and act like it's everything's normal right? Don't announce it. Why? Because we're not trying to draw attention to ourselves. It's a spiritual discipline that we are doing to say, God, I'm putting you first. Here's what fasting communicates. It communicates an earnestness. It communicates a seriousness to God that I'm drawing near to you. I don't know if you've thought about this like this way, but we are composed of three different parts. We are a spirit we possess a soul, and we live in a body. And most of us get it backwards. We focus on the body, the soul, the mind, the will, and the emotions. We don't really know what that is. And the spirit, okay, that's what's gonna live forever. And, and what happens is that when we're fasting, we're telling our flesh, we're telling the whole of the world around us, you're not the one in charge. God's the one in charge. I'm being led as a spirit man or a spirit woman. I'm being led by the spirit of God, not my flesh. And when you do that, I I believe this. This is the one spiritual discipline that the enemy is afraid of, that he doesn't want you to get revelation on, because it by far is the most powerful spiritual discipline that you and I can practice. When we fast, Chains are broken, strongholds are broken, our spirit is released to really hear God the way God intended. It's a powerful thing. And I'm telling you, it's not, it's not a hunger strike. It is a real spiritual discipline that produces strength in your life. So what is fasting? I know when I first got saved, I'm like, what is this fasting thing all about? Fasting, the word fasting is comprised of two words. The first one is food, and the second one is not. So it's not eating. It could also be translated to put one's hand over their mouth. So I know some people think, well, I'm I'm fasting social media. That's abstaining. Now, you could abstain. That's great, but that's not fasting. Fasting has to deal with food, okay? So when you fast, you're abstaining from food for spiritual purposes. Now, there's a couple different ways you can fast, and, and I want you to be led. This is not condemnation. This is not, you know, you got to do this. You, you be led by what the Lord is calling you to do. There's a few different ways to fast. There's a full fast. And what does that mean? That means I eat a lot, so I'm full, then I fast. No, that's probably the worst thing to do. And when everybody goes, I'm just going to eat the biggest meal, that's actually the worst thing that you can do. The best thing to do is start tapering down your meals, 
then fast. Don't go and I'm about to fast tomorrow. It's going to mess you up the next day. I promise you, don't do that. Okay? A full fast, what is it? It means just water. Okay? I'm just going to, I'm just going to sip on some holy water. That's what I'm going to do. There's a partial fast. What's a partial fast? Well, that's when you incorporate some juices and you got those juicers out and it's like, you know, I guess it's legal because it's, it's food, but you just kind of liquefy it, you know? I don't know if it counts if you go to Smoothie King and get that big old thing because they got like 2,000 calories in that. I'm not, gonna, I'm not judge and jury here, but there's partial fast. There's also a Daniel fast and, and, and that's fruits and vegetables and other things. And, and there's a sun up to sun down fast, you know, while, um, so... What I will say is, is this, fasting is super powerful, it's super important, and we should all do it. But if you do have some, some health issues or some things going on, then I would encourage you just to talk to your medical professional before you jump in and fast to whatever ability that you can. Now, I will tell you this, it's going to be a struggle. It's supposed to be a struggle. That's the whole point. The whole point is you're wrestling with your flesh. You're saying... Ah, ice cream, no, hamburger, no. It's, it's supposed to be a struggle. It's part of it. There's a war going on, right? A war between the world, our flesh, and what God wants us to do. Thank God he only commanded fasting really one day a year in the, in the, the day of atonement, you know what I'm saying? But um, he, he has got a lot more feasts going on in fasting, but it's part of it. Fasting, it isn't manipulating God. Let's just say that right off the bat. Fasting isn't like, okay, God, I'm going to do this for these three days, so you have to show up in this situation. That's not, that's not how it works. In other words, I'm fasting to draw close to God and to honor God, and if God shows up in my situation and he moves heaven and earth and mountains are moved, praise God, all the glory be to God. If he does it, praise God, all glory be to God anyway. I'm not strong-arming God. I'm not twisting his arm going, okay, well, he's really serious, he's fa- Listen, God's God and he can do what he wants to do, but we're not manipulating God. And fasting is what we just read in Matthew 6. It's not a way to show others how spiritual we are. It's not what it's really all about. Fasting is is not a diet. You may lose a couple pounds. You will gain them all back by the time you start eating again. But, you know, we we all been feasting, so fasting's not going to hurt us, okay? But um, I will say this. Like, that's probably a terrible diet strategy. Don't do that, right? But um, fasting is, is something that I believe is, is really important. Here's what really fasting is. I believe it's an invitation. It's really an invitation is what it is. It's an invitation to draw near to God. It's an invitation to say, I'm serious. There's an earnestness, God. I'm, I'm, I need you more than I need food. I need you more than I need you know, provision from the world. I need you, God. You are my source. Fasting is hungering for God. Matthew chapter five says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be filled, right? That's a promise in scripture. Fasting sharpens you spiritually. Fasting is a way to humble ourselves before the Lord. And fasting, probably one of the most powerful things that happens in fasting, it purges us spiritually. What do I mean by that? While we fast, and pray, here's what's gonna happen. The Holy Spirit's gonna get, begin to speak to you, not in condemnation and not with shame, but he's gonna speak to you. And he's gonna, like he does to me, Tyron, that area of your life is not pleasing to me. That area of your life is holding you back. I've got something better for you. 
Let's not keep circling around that mountain. Why don't you take the step that I'm asking you to take? And it gives you and I an opportunity while we're fasting to repent and to come. What does repent mean? It means to turn one's mind. I'm not going that way. I'm going this way. Okay, Lord, I hear what you're saying loud and clear. So, Lord, I'm bringing that before you. Fasting is also a spiritual discipline. It's a spiritual discipline, as we talked about. It releases God's power and God's anointing in your life. Listen, that olive oil that I love at my house so much, those olives paid a price. They were pressed. They were squished to get that oil out, right? You and I, we want God's anointing and power on our life. Prayer and fasting. You, you, you look in throughout church history, some of the most anointed men and women of God weren't people that were on stages. They were men and women who prayed and fasting. And when they prayed and when they did things in the name of the Lord, things happened. There, there, there's, there's, there's power behind that. I want to give you three reasons before I pray for you today. Now, these aren't three all-encompassing reasons, but these are the three probably most common general reasons in the Bible that people fast and people pray. The first one is devotion is devotion. And that's seeking God. I want to draw close to you, God. I, I want to know you more. And so most people will fast because maybe there's not something big going on in their life, or maybe there's not a big sin they need to repent of. They're just saying, God, I want more of you this year. I want, I want more of your presence in my life. I want to draw closer to you. I want to, I want to have your word more alive in my spirit this year. And, and as, a, as a young man at 19 years old, when I gave my life to Jesus, and I told you I, I came across this fasting thing, I remember the first time I got around some people and they were doing a fast. And so I was like, man, I'm going to jump in. And I got to be honest with you, that first time I fasted, I didn't feel nothing but hunger pains. I Headache devils coming out of me. I, I, I didn't feel goosebumps. I mean, I don't know if I was expecting to see angels or the Messiah, Jesus himself, sit in my bed and read the word. I don't know what I was expecting, but I didn't feel anything until later on that year. The, harvest, the, the law of the harvest is, is super powerful, but you have to have patience because the law of the harvest goes like this. The harvest is always later, but it's always greater. In other words, I'm not going to go in this three-day fast and put seed into the ground and walk away the next day and expect to see a fully mature tree with ripe fruit on it. It just does not work that way. I plant today so I reap tomorrow. I pray today so I have breakthrough tomorrow. That's how it works. And all of a sudden, I started experiencing the fruits of that first fast. And I got to tell you, I'm an all or nothing person, man. I'm like, if I'm in it, I am in it. And I know everything about it. And I'm all about it, right? I, I only watch a few different things. Lately, it's surfing. I don't know why I'm watching surfing. I'm living in Texas. I don't even surf. But I watch it all the time. I watch skiing. I don't even ski. I snowboard. I'm watching skiing all the time. I watch mountaineering stuff. And I'm just like salivating, trying to, like, I want to climb Everest too. That's about all I watch and then military videos. Other than that, I don't watch anything. But if I'm in it, I'm in it. And when I grabbed a hold of this fasting thing, man, I started making it a regular part of my life. Day in and day out, week in and week. I was fasting at least once a week, just really seeking God. The second reason why a lot of people fast is direction. Direction. Like, 
I would never ever in my life personally, me and my family, I would never come to a moment where there's a major decision in our lives that we have to make without praying and fasting. I'm just not gonna do it. There's too much at stake. There's too much to lose. There's, I wanna be in the center of God's will. Now, you might be sitting there going, well, that doesn't really make sense because like, all you have to do is get a piece of paper out and you can put two columns, pros and cons, and go with whatever the pros are. When the pros outweigh the cons, do that. I gotta tell you, the kingdom of God doesn't work that way. It just is complete opposite. When you read the Bible, like it's always the thing you don't wanna do. It's always the thing that's, it doesn't make logical sense. Most of the time, if you feel like, man, I feel like there's something that God's saying, but I don't wanna do it, that's probably God. It's probably the Lord. You might go ahead and just go ahead and do that because that's the way the kingdom works, right? And so I remember like we came to this, this season where we knew that like two years into marriage that God was calling us uh, to make a transition and we didn't know what that was gonna be. All we had, had known up until that point was God had spoke to her at 19 and moved her from Tennessee to Texas. God spoke to me at 19 years old also and moved me from Louisiana to Texas as well. And we knew that we were right in the center of God's will. There was no guessing or questioning. We were right in the center of what God had called us to do. But yet now we were on the cusp of an unsettling. God's calling us out. We could go here, we could do this, we could do that. And I was like, I don't know what we need to do, but here's what I know that we are gonna do. We're gonna fast and pray. And I took 30 days to fast and pray. And before you think I'm really that spiritual, it was only lunch every day, okay? So I'm not, don't put me in that category. But like, just to show you, if it's in the Bible, man, I'm doing it. And so I was working construction and I was, I was working building steel buildings at the time. And, and I remember, you know, for 30 days during that, that time, the guys would go off and they would go on their lunch break and I'm on the job site and I'm, I'm seeking God. Lord, I need to know your direction. I need to know your will. What are we called to do? And then like I'm reading in the Bible and Abraham, he's, he's building altars to God and, and the guys come back from work one day and they're like looking at this thing and they're scratching their head and they're like, did, did you build an altar? altar to God? And I was like, yeah, man, I was reading Abraham. You know, I, thought, I don't know, man, if I poured oil on it. I don't even know. I'm desperate. I need to know what God is saying, but God really spoke to us so clearly. And God said, you need, guys need to go to be a part uh, of what Pastor Jeff is, is building and doing over there. And I didn't know that that would lead us to come here to start Milestone, you know, 20 something years ago, but I'm not looking for any other direction today. Why? I'm right in the center of God's will. I'm doing exactly what God's called me to do. How do I know that? Because I fasted and prayed and sought God and he gave us direction. You know, that's biblical. In Acts chapter 13, when they were gonna send out some of the first missionaries, God was calling them to fast and pray. And so they began to fast and pray and the Holy Spirit spoke and he said, set apart Barnabas and Saul for the work that I have called them. If you're here today, you're watching online, you're at McKinney, you're at Haslett, and you, you, you're facing like a major decision in your life, a career change, a job change, a transition, a new location. Can I just encourage you, fast and pray before you make any major decisions in your life? Especially when you're thinking about who you're gonna marry for the rest of your life, that's a big one. It has a lot of ramifications with that. So fast and pray. 
Third and final reason I think fasting and praying is, is a common practice in the Bible is when people needed a breakthrough. When people needed a breakthrough, there, there's a story that's really, really interesting. And it's in Mark chapter 9, I believe. And Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, and they go up to the Mount of Transfiguration. And it's this phenomenal scene where God the Father shows up, and then Moses shows up, and Elijah's showing up, and some of the disciples are there. The rest are down on, on, off the mountain, and Jesus is, is transfigured, and he's like the old VeggieTale. Oh, he's all white and shiny. You know, he's just bright white and shiny, and they're like, God, this is awesome. This is really awesome. Like, we need to build three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. God had other plans, and so Jesus comes down. There was a man in Mark chapter 9 who had a very serious situation going on in his house. He had a young boy, and his young boy had a medical condition. He, he was having seizures, grand mal seizures, major seizures. And the Bible says that there was a spirit behind this sickness and disease. And this spirit would also try to throw this young man into the fire and kill him or throw him into the water and drown him. And so he... He, this guy hears about Jesus and his disciples healing people, and he shows up, but Jesus is not there, but it, some of the disciples were, and they tried to pray for this guy, and they had cast demons out before. They had laid hands on people before, and they were healed, so they thought this was going to be like any other time, and it wasn't working. And all of a sudden, the father shows up with Peter, James, and John, and he sees this situation. There's chaos going on. His father's desperate. He needs a breakthrough. He's got his young son there who is just in bondage. And this father runs up to Jesus and says, Lord, please, if you can heal my son, he has seizures. A spirit throws him, tries to throw him into the fire. And he says, how long has he been this way? Jesus said, and he says, since his birth. And he says, I brought him to your disciples, but they, they couldn't cast it out. Jesus just lays hands on this young boy, rebukes the spirit, cast it out. And all of a sudden, the spirit leaves him, and he's free from these seizures. And these disciples are just perplexed. They're confused because they, they've done this before, but in this situation, it wasn't working. They pull Jesus aside and they say, why could we not cast out this spirit? And look at what Jesus says. This kind comes out only by prayer and by fasting. What is the moral of this story? What is the lesson? A real story that happened, but what is the lesson that Jesus has wanted to communicate? This is it. Sometimes... What you would normally do in your everyday coming and going in your spiritual life, when you need a breakthrough, that's not enough. There are some times where you have to do more, where you have to take extra steps of faith. There are some times that you're facing addictions and problems and bondages that you need to fast and pray in order to get set free or to get breakthrough in that area. Sometimes what we normally would do is just not enough. Remember I told you earlier in the message that like last year this time I, I was fasting and praying and I had no idea what was coming down the road of, of last year. I experienced just an awesome time with God like you all did. And I moved into 2022 and, and was continuing to have a great just, you know, moments with the Lord. And probably halfway through the year, I experienced one of the greatest few months of just encounters, I don't know how to describe it, with Jesus that I've ever had. His presence was so tangible and so strong. I would be in that garage and I, and I, I couldn't even lift a weight. 
I was on my knees sobbing because his presence was so close. This went on day after day after day. And finally, I was like, I don't know how much more of this I can take. And I'm like, God, what are you doing? What is happening to me? And he says, I'm tenderizing your heart for a new season. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm thinking new season, man, new anointing, new power, new, more influence, greater relationship with you, Jesus. I had no idea the new season he was talking to me about. I can say, honestly, it was the hardest season I've walked through in the last 10 years. That period of three months was, it was very difficult. I thought I was going crazy. It wasn't the conflict that was happening around me. It was the turmoil that was going on in my soul. I was messed up in a bad way. And God in that season asked me to do something. I didn't want to do. He asked me, he said, I want you to reach out to your father again and reconcile. I, I ain't doing it. Been there, done that. Got too many t-shirts. I ain't doing it. That season of just his presence was softening my heart. So when he was asking me to do something very difficult, there was fruit that I could partake of to help me walk through that. You know, one of the greatest fears of my life has always been that I wouldn't reconcile with my father before he passed away. I dream about it. It kicked me up at night. I got a text a couple days ago. Hey, your dad, we've been in the hospital since Monday. It's like Thursday. It's not good. It's really bad. You guys, I just, I wanted you guys to know. So my stepmom, I haven't spoken to him many, many years. It's not looking good. Man, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep that night. It's like, Dad, God, don't take my dad, please. Woke up just bags under my eyes. I'm like, I didn't sleep at all. I was just scared. But then that day, a peace hit me the next day. And I was like, if my dad does pass away, we're reconciled. We talk a lot, more than we have in a long time. He came to my son's wedding. Like, I, 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 like if my dad, he's turned a corner in the last two days. Like, he, he, he it's, it's looking a lot better. Um, thank God. But... I have a peace. If God were to take them, it's all good. It's all good, man. I'm not going to live with regrets. We've reconciled. I've reconciled with my stepmom. It's good. But the truth is, I don't think I'm going to have to do that. Praise be to God. But I'm, I'm standing here to tell you today that, like, you don't know what's coming down the road. You have no idea. You need to realize that this is not just a three-day journey we're going on because it's a cool thing to do. It's a, it's a Christian thing to do. This is a real spiritual thing because fasting today will prepare you for breakthrough that's coming on the backside of whatever it is down the road of this year. Here's what I'm asking those of you watching online, 
here, what I'm asking you to do next weekend when Pastor Jeff kicks off our prepare services, I'm asking you to grab one of those prayer guides. And I'm asking you even this week to evaluate your life and to invest. What are the areas that you need to really focus on this year? Maybe ask God for a word or a verse. What's a word for me for this year that I can hold on? And then when you get that guide, I want you to write down what you've evaluated. And I want you also to write down where you're going to invest. And I know there's even been people, because last service I talked to, they said, you know what? It comes to this moment every year. And I always say, I'm not going to fast. But then I heard your message like, man, I'm fasting. I'm just, I, I'm just can I just encourage you? This is, this is one of the greatest things that you and I can do to set our year up. We might have a lot of awesome memories that are made this year, but you might have some troubling times coming. And I don't want to walk into whatever's coming my way without Jesus right by my side and have invested spiritually in my own life. I would rather walk into a storm with Jesus than get to a storm and all chaos breaks out and I look and I have no fruit that I can eat from. I want you to come and attend our prayer time at 6 o'clock. Join us online for online prayer as well. Or join us in one of our nightly services. I, I, I want you to open that devotional in the morning and start your day off. I want you to tune in at noon, 12 at 12. 12 minutes of prayer and devotion at noon on all of our social channels and online. And engage. It's not a hunger strike. It's a seeking God. This is investing. This is telling our flesh. You're not in control. God, you're in control. And I'm going to let my spirit man and my spirit woman be strong this year because I can have a great year if I have a great year with God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that, God, we have the opportunity to draw close to you, as James 4, 8 says. And when we do so, God, you draw close to us. And so, Lord, I pray for each and every one of us and those watching online right now. That God, at the very start of this year, we're saying, Lord, we're putting you first. Spirit, soul, then body, not the other way around. And Lord, we're going to be led by our spirit and not by our flesh. And I know we're going to have moments along the way that we're going to slip up and we're going to trip up, but that's okay. We're going to get back up and keep seeking you. And we're planting new seed this year, God. At the very beginning of the year, we're going to reap a harvest. It's going to be later, but it's going to be greater. And Lord, I thank you that everyone who goes on this journey, that God, they're going to feel the closeness of your presence. And Lord, we're going to hear your voice at a greater level. And we're setting ourselves up to have a great year with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If there's anything we can do to help you in your walk with Jesus, please don't hesitate to reach out through our website at milestonechurch.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, leave a review on the podcast app or your favorite podcast platform. We hope you have a great week.